Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. Takes the handle, takes the right, gets to the 20. He's in the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble, he's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 50, the 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down, Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post, and it's got Click, click, boom! What's going on, Faithfuls? It's your boy Mike from the Nothing But Niners crew. And guys, we are here for an overreaction show. The preseason has concluded. The stars have risen. The bottom of the draft has fallen. And we are here for everything in between, man. Guys, the San Francisco 49ers are now on pace to start setting their 53-man roster. I want to know who you guys like from tonight's game against the Chargers. I want to know who you didn't like. I want to know everything else also. There's a lot going on. I won't discuss the elephant in the room. But man, oh, man, is there an elephant. We are going to also have the post-game pressers live for you guys as they begin. So you guys make sure you guys are locked in here. It's going to be a nice, fun, long episode here. Maybe short. Maybe maybe it'll be short. Maybe it'll be short. All right. But, guys, let me get through these formalities before they start all of the post-presser uh, shenanigans, okay? You guys see it scrolling across the bottom of the screen here. If this is your first time watching this and you enjoy it please guys do us a favor give us a thumbs up on this video all right after you hit the like button subscribe and turn on your notifications and if you happen to know someone who is a niners fan as well please tell them about this channel we really really appreciate it helps us out all right give us a follow on some of our social media platforms we have facebook and we have twitter those hand i'm sorry twitch those handles are nothing but niners that are spelled all the way out um Make sure you spell that all the way out. Nothing but Niners, N-I-N-E-R-S. We have Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Those handles are nothing but nine, the number nine, nothing but nine, E-R-S. For all the in-game action, man, guys, we are live over there, patreon.com slash N-B-9-E-R-S. I'm going to start looking for some of you Patreonians to start letting people know in the chat how we get down over there, okay? So make sure you guys are, are over there and you're active. The, the Patreon page is the place to be. All right, Patreon page, the place to be. Head on over there. Bonus content coming to you guys live and direct, very quick, very fast. All right, uh, we are in preseason form. I'll admit it to you guys, but we are looking for something uh, to make things a little bit more interesting. We have some things in the works, so make sure you guys get on over there. I am your host, Mike Andrews, 83. You can't see the title down there, but it's all good, guys. Now listen. Now listen. We just got done watching the game. All right. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat also, by the way. 
Uh, the game is over. The dust is beginning to settle, or at least we think it is. And we're going to have to see what happens, man. We will have to see what happens, all right? I know some people are a little upset with the 49ers defense. Guys, it's preseason. I like some of the blitz packages we're seeing. I have no idea how it's going to translate to the field. But I, I am liking some of the things, some of the things that I'm seeing from the 49ers, okay? Um, they are they are showing some things. They're not showing some things. Keep in mind that it's preseason. Kyle is a vet. He doesn't want to show his whole hand out there. I'm sure he's instructing Wilkes to take it easy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he's instructing Wilkes to not really go all out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, those are the things that he's telling him, you know, be careful of, be mindful of. We don't want to show our whole hand. It's a long season ahead of us. And if we blow this load too early, uh, it can be very, very detrimental to everyone, to everyone. So I don't think that they want to go out there and show their real defense and situational football and things like that. I think that's why you get guys uh, blitzing off the edge that you don't normally see doing it. And um, you, you get to see just a couple of wrinkles that you don't normally see. All right. I know we're going to see some hate from some players that I thought played pretty well. We're going to see some uh, praise for players that I thought didn't play too well and everything in between. And, you know, that's what makes sports so much fun. That's what makes sports so much fun. It is. Uh, it is it is subjective sometimes. All right. The only thing that you can say definitively is a team won or lost. But what you can't say is whether or not a person was good are bad because we don't know the assignments. We don't know what they were asked to do, but that's okay. That's why this is all fun. That's why we overreact to things before we stop and before we break down the film and things like that. Uh, that's what this is all about. So we are going to talk about it. We are going to break it all down. We're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan in just a second. Um, and I'm excited about that. I hope you guys are too. Uh, and shout out to the people who join me for the Patreon episode. Big Mike was in there. Tony was in there. Everybody that was watching live the pregame show. Uh, we had Moe's and we had Peachy on. They were phenomenal as well. I am, I'm in a really, really good mood, guys. I'm in a good mood. I'm a little stressed, a little anxious, right? Didn't like some of the things that I saw. But overall, I'll be honest with you, I'm in a good mood. I am. I am in a So let's uh, get these post-game pressures going here. Kyle Shanahan is up at the podium. Oh, uh, no. Did he go to the podium already? Did they not air his presser? Wait, what? Oh, no, he, he hasn't gone on. He hasn't gone on yet. I was going to say, what is this? I can't get jiggy with this. All right, so Kyle is not here yet. Uh, I will keep an ear out for him. All right, and when Kyle does go live, we'll bring him in. He says Wilkes is trash. It's too early to tell yet, man. It's too early to tell. Honestly, Rome, I understand the the thoughts and all. You know, you watch a team rush for over 200 yards on us, but, you know, a 75 run will do that to you. And it was backups. It wasn't the real scheme and things like that. When the starting defense was out there uh, for the first drive, they had negative 12 yards. So I'm not, I'm not going to overreact. If I, if, I, if I can't overreact to the negative 12 yards against backups, I can't overreact to, uh, you know, the 250 yards rushing that I saw against our backups. I, I, I can't do it both ways. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big Money says we looking ass, long season. Uh, Bob Money, I'm sorry, I said Big Money. I don't know why I said Big. It's going to be a long season. 
winning or losing, it's going to be a long season. I know sometimes we think that if we're winning, the season goes by faster, but I promise you it doesn't. All I do is I, I get anxious for the next game, and it feels like it takes forever to get there. Um, but there are some things we did not look good at. I was not happy with quarterback two. I was not happy with quarterback three. <laughs> Niner Ridge says, <laughs> I miss Lance already. Uh, B49ers85 says, backup QBs, trash AF. Listen, man, I completely understand the sentiment. I, I get where you're coming from. Well, Scam Darnold was disgusting for the most part. He had, a, he had one impressive throw that I saw, but one impressive throw a night is not going to overcome what you do consistently. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nina Rich says we're screwed if Brock Purdy goes down. I agree. I agree there. I agree. All right. Uh, if we think that small dump, if we think that small dump passes are going to work, it's over. Bob, that's what this offense is predicated on, man. Getting the ball out of your hands quickly and in rhythm. Zero, three, five-yard passes. Three-step drops. Boom, deliver. Let the yak bros do what they do. They earn that name for a reason. That's what the offense is predicated on. So we unfortunately have to get used to that. You know what I'm saying? Theodore Wells says, Javon Kinlaw is pure trash. He's just, he's just trash. Oliver is bad, too. We're in trouble at nickel. I don't think we're in trouble at nickel, man. Um, I liked what I saw from, not tonight necessarily, but I, I like what I saw from Diamador Lenore. I like what I saw from Womack. I think they'll slide one of those guys inside. I was not happy with what I saw from uh, Isaiah Oliver. I'll be completely honest with you. He did have one good tackle that I saw throughout the game, but not happy with him. Uh, this guy was someone that Wilkes, you know, vouched for and Wilkes, Wilkes Borden from Carolina. A lot of people were saying, oh, this guy was better than Akello Witherspoon coming out, and we should have got him instead of AK and all that. And I remember. I remember these things. It's okay. I'm going to remind you guys every once in a while. But I'm not going to harp on it. I don't plan on doing any yelling. I don't plan on getting upset. None of that stuff, man. I'm just here to talk. All right? And I did not like what I saw from Isaiah Oliver. Um, I don't think that he's going to be the starting nickel. I would be surprised if he made the 53, but what do I know, man? What do I know? Uh rx824 hey i used to want an rx8 that was a little sports car that mazda came out with i went to the movies to see this x-men movie uh, and wolverine was driving this blue concept car it was a mazda rx8 thought that joint was bad man i don't know what it was about it maybe the suicide doors or something and i actually test drove one it wasn't as fast as i thought it was the rotary engine but anyhow he says quarterback number two is shit all right I, hey you know, I do believe that if it was a game that Sam Darnold had an opportunity to prepare for, we would we would be okay. It would be better than what we just saw. But these are all hypotheticals, right? I mean, this is just me saying what I think would happen. So did Adam Thielen get hurt in tonight's game? Really? I thought I saw Adam Thielen score a touchdown. I'm watching the replay on NFL Network right now, so I'm not exactly sure what's happening. Here's Kyle. Gonzalez, Peter's right calf in um, pregame warmups. Um, never was able to participate. Chris Conley, um, shoulder, he had to leave. AJ Parker pulled his hamstring. Um, Taylor Hawkins, we think, broke his hand. And that was it for today. Wow. Can you talk about the, just the logic of getting rid of Trey for a fourth round pick? Like, what, why was that a good move for the organization? Um, well, we decided on our two we're going to be that we were going with. 
Uh, we'll see how our 53 works out to see if we're going to keep three or not. Um, and when we told Trey, um, when we told him that he wasn't the two, I said we'd like to keep him here as the three. Um, but we also want to do what's good for him too. And we'll see how this plays out. Now, when we looked at other teams and he told us that he would like another opportunity to go somewhere where we had a chance to be the two, um, we thought we got some good deals for him. Uh, There's a number of teams involved to end up getting the fourth was a little better than we anticipated and clears up a lot of money and uh, allows a better situation for him too. Did he request the trade and was it a situation where it was unrepairable to the point where if he wasn't traded, you would have had to release him? No, no, it was, it was never unprepared on, what did you just call it? We could always fit. I mean, we were good. Like, Trey, it actually had a great conversation with them today. Had a tough conversation when I told him he didn't win the second job. Um, today was much easier just going through it for the last couple of days with them. Um, but no, there was nothing to fix. It was it was what it was. And I told him when we told him that he was going to be the three. Lies. He could find another other opportunity that was good. We'd allow him Lies. to do that. And he did. And we feel he'll be better for it and think we will too. Why don't you end the quarterback competition after the, before the third preseason? Because I knew it. Um, I thought it would take longer. Um, I wanted to go through this game, um, but I knew it. And I think a lot of guys knew it. And, uh, I think he had an idea. Um, it was more about my relationship with Trey that, you know, I'm in meetings with him every day and stuff. I'm on the field with him every day. And I could get a sense that he was starting to feel that we felt that way. And, and it was the truth. And I don't want to BS him. So once I thought that he, once we knew, and once I could tell he knew that we knew, um, I remember the night before, um, I realized, you know, I'm going to come in the morning and tell him. Um, I don't want that between us. So I did. Didn't expect it to get out right away, um, but it did. But that was something I thought I owed to Trey. And I told Trey right before um, a team meeting that we had, um, I didn't get a chance to even tell Sam or anyone else on the team. That was just a personal thing between Trey and I. And it obviously got out, but um, that's why I thought it was important to tell him. You on Wednesday, you didn't tell us. Did you want to tell the players? What was your reason Lies. No, my reasoning was, yeah, I would love to tell the players first. I'd love to tell Sam first. Um, we were hoping that Trey was going to come to practice still, and I totally understood why he didn't. Um, he asked if he could have it off because, you know, he was a little emotional and stuff, didn't want to be around the players like that, and totally understood that. Um, but Lies. we're still hoping he would come, and then by the time he didn't, um, wasn't have a meeting on the field to tell the players who he announced as a second-string guy. Um, and I had not to mention, practice ended at 143. And I had a radio show at 1.45. And so I got on a radio show and I talked about it for 20 minutes there. And that's what I felt good with because I thought if I talked about it there, you guys would get that information. Um, unfortunately, I found out that that radio show was delayed because of a baseball game. They went into extra innings. So you guys didn't find out till 4.30. This guy so is lying his ass off. Right away. But usually when I do a radio show, you guys get that stuff pretty fast. So um, I thought you guys had it. And I realized that she didn't until about 4.30. Lies. When you signed Darnold, did you tell Trey this could be the backup? Uh, was it clear to him? Uh, and if it was, what was his reaction even back then? I told Trey the same thing I told you guys. Um, and Brock, <laughs> since day one. So, I mean, it's been everything we've told you guys, we've told him. Um, we said if Brock was healthy, it was going to be hard for anyone to beat him out um, with what he put on tape last that. year. I do believe uh, that. If he's not healthy. Um, Sam and Trey were competing for the one spot. If he was, we thought they'd be competing for the two. That's what we said before they got here. That's what he said when they got here, OTAs and training camp. And um, that's the way it worked out. Um, 
they had OTAs together. They had all these practices, and um, Sam won that competition. What did Sam show you during the practices and during during camp to make you and, and the staff feel that he was the better choice? Um, just everything, the whole body of work. He got better as it went. Uh, I thought it was tight for a little bit, and <laughs> just over the last couple of weeks and stuff, started to separate himself each day, and um, just the more comfortable he got, the more consistent he got. I um, think it was pretty apparent for all of us. To clarify, request a trade and at which day did that happen and how was that conveyed to you? Um, when Trey and I talked, we talked about all the situations going forward and I told him how much I'd still want him here to be the three and things like that. I also told him that what I think is best for Trey, I do think Trey needs an opportunity to play more. Um, the opportunities he's had here, when he has had those two opportunities, he's gotten hurt in both of them and kind of missed that window a little bit. Um, gave an opportunity for someone else to do it and that person did it and stayed healthy for those seven games and showed us something that we're confident in. And Trey kind of needs that again. And he didn't get that here. And so I told him that's what I think is best for him if he can find a good opportunity. Wait, um, wait, wait. I got, I'm sorry. And he wants to be Sorry, there, guys. I got to run this back. I missed something. Stay healthy for those seven games and showed us something that we're confident in the three and things like that. I also told him that what I think is best for Trey. I do think Trey needs an opportunity to play more. Um, the opportunities he's had here when he has had those two opportunities, he's gotten hurt in both of them and kind of missed that window a little bit. Um, gave an opportunity for someone else to do it. And that person did it and stayed healthy for those seven games and showed us something that we're confident in. And Trey kind of needs that again. And he didn't get that here. And so I told him that's what I think is best for him if he can find a good opportunity. Um, if he doesn't and he wants to be here, well, we want him here. And Trey took a little bit of time to think about it, but he came back and said he'd like to find another spot if, if we can. And that's when we started looking into it, his agent, us, um, and that came to fruition today. That first conversation was Wednesday, and then Thursday he came back and said, I'd rather find No, the first conversation was Wednesday. About an hour and a half later, he came and told me that he would like that. He'd also like to not have to go out to practice and stuff just to get his stuff together and think about it. And, um, and that's what he did. And the next day he came in and was at our walkthrough, was at our meetings last night. We didn't know if something would happen today. Him and I were communicating about it yesterday, um, the possibilities of it, told him a possible some teams that were interested. So I was talking <laughs> about those options last night, what I thought was best, what he did. And then today some other teams became interested. And um, if they wanted of, um, he would have been out at that game and stuff. And we would have tried to go with him as our three. Um, but some good stuff did come up and some stuff that I think he's really excited about, especially telling the day I could tell he was, and um, some things we are too. He did give up a lot for him. He's still young. Was this a failure of evaluation, a failure of just circumstance? How would you characterize this move? Um, I mean, obviously, we took our shot and it didn't work out. So, I mean, that's on us for that. But I'm not going to say anything as in failure. To, I mean, that would be too much of a negative towards Trey. I get our deal. We, we took a shot to go for that. We were hoping that he could be our guy, and that didn't work out. So um, I understand that from our standpoint, but I still do believe in Trey. And, you know, about three years ago, you know, we had the 12th pick in the draft, you know, after that COVID year, but we thought we had a really good team. And um, we didn't think we'd have a chance again to get close to that top area to take a quarterback um, in the top 10. And when you have the 12th pick in the draft, we, we went into it realizing it was a risk. But we thought we weren't going to pick that high again for a couple of years. And we would never have a chance to move from 12 to 3. 
Um, we tried to move up to a number of spots before that, but three was um, the first one that would do it. You know, we looked in everything between 12 and three and we got that and we took our shot, something we believed in and a person we believed in. Um, was hoping he could play more his first year. We knew he wouldn't come in and just take it over from Jimmy, but we were hoping to mix it in and kind of give him some experience. But once he broke the finger and stuff, it, it just got tougher for him as time went. Um, we knew we'd commit to him the next year, which we did. Um, we knew he wasn't fully ready in every aspect, but we knew he had a skill set that we could put some stuff together to give him the chance to compete and grow um, with the good team as he developed as a full quarterback. And he got hurt in the first quarter of the second game, which kind of set that back. And now we're here in the third year and, you know, we still got a good team and we thought it would be Trey. Um, I think we got pretty fortunate falling into still having a rookie quarterback in our third year um, that happened to be the seventh round pick. Um, and we also look back at it is we didn't think with having the 29th pick, which, you know, those two first round picks were ended up being the 29th pick in the draft in the draft, which. We were expecting it to be late. We were hoping it would be 32 or something like that. But we knew we know with two, two first round picks that are both at 29, you can never even consider to move up to something like that. And so we had to act then and we did. Didn't work out, which can be a huge challenge. But um, so I feel pretty fortunate what we fell into. Was Trey able to go over the options with you this morning before you accepted the trade? And then how did you convey that to the team? Um, I just told the team that to just, I told them after the, the deal, just, you know, anytime you trade a quarterback and things like that, I mean, all those guys are going through some similar stuff. I'm going to have a lot of tough conversations with a lot of guys over these next few days. Um, but I always told them the circumstances are different when it's under this magnitude, someone, a quarterback position, someone who was drafted like him. So I just told them that's, that's not a, that's, that's up for John and I to decide. I hope they trust us with what's best for the team, but they just got to be prepared for those questions and stuff, which they're not going to know much about. What's the status of, of Jake Moody and, and how long is he going to be out? That's week to week right now, or we're hoping that he can have a chance for week one. Um, he ended up straining his quad um, last week um, in practice, and we'll see how his body reacts to it. Uh, we most likely got to, and we definitely got to have a plan B for week one. You know, Zane could have been that, but I, you know, he's probably not going to be ready for week one too. Looking at what happened to him today. You did say ten days ago, it kind of when it really clarified. You go back ten days from that. That was a Raider game. Was that kind of defining moment for this decision? No, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, I didn't. I just threw out ten days today. I just said the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, it's you know never you never well, make a decision off one day. Ago. You never make it off of one preseason game or anything like that. It's Lies. accumulation of work. I thought it was a lot tighter earlier on Lies. in camp. Um, I thought the more Sam got comfortable, the more reps he got, the more he started to separate himself. And uh, I think that's been over the last few couple of weeks. Um, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I, I always feel like I let Trey down. I mean, I wanted him to come here. I believe in Trey. I believed in him before we took him, and I'm responsible for that. Um, I didn't want to throw him into the heat of battle right away, but I thought he needed to play. So we tried to figure out every way to do that. I mean, if I can look back in hindsight, he broke that finger on a, on a helmet on that fourth preseason game versus the Raiders. I wish I didn't 
put him in a play that had him break his finger because I think that really hurt him in his first year. And not only did it hurt him not getting able to mix in much, but it hurt him in the practice time because he had to adjust how he threw and things like that, which I think set him back for a second year. Um, when we went into the second year, we gave him every chance to do it. We were going to make an offense that, to me, gave him the best chance to be successful at that time, um, which we did do. And when you do that, you hope a guy can stay healthy so he can stay out there long enough. Um, but that didn't last long. It was the first game. And um, after that, I mean, I always felt for him. And we continue to work with him. Um, but sometimes things don't, just don't work out. Was there an internal struggle about he's still a young guy? He's 23 years old. He still has, he's only halfway through his rookie contract. Did you consider like just keeping him here just to give him a chance to eventually be the guy that you thought you were getting in the draft? Um, yeah, we do consider that. I just think that was hard for us to do that um, with where we're at as a team, how much time we have given him. Um, and the situation here where we gave him every chance to beat out Sam um, and it just didn't happen. And when you look at it in that case, there's not much opportunities you can do on that practice field. There isn't a, I want someone a to ask league. You. There's not a whole field on the side where we can get what our players see him just, do to better. just to give him reps. Um, you got to get the one ready to go. And when you're not, it's hard enough to get the two ready to go. Um, the three is usually a guy who never gets a rep till he randomly gets out there. And no. that wasn't what I felt was right for Trey. And, um, with how much we had done so far. And that wasn't gonna be what was right for our team either. I thought it was time to move on for him and for us. And I'm well aware of everything that happened. And yeah, unfortunately it did happen, but I like where our team's at too right now. And I feel very good about that. And I also feel very good that despite all that, just, you know, you'd love to keep a third guy to develop, especially a guy that you really, really love um, and believe that he could do it someday. But to do that for $7 million um, over two years with places where you are in the cap, when you can't provide those reps and stuff for people, um, and you got other things with our team, where we're He's doing, talking salary. It doesn't make much sense for the Niners. I wish it would. He's talking oh, yeah, salary. Keep them until. When have you ever heard Kyle talk out. salary? But that clock ran out here, and that's why we had to make a real <laughs> tough decision when we didn't enjoy doing, when we didn't want to do. But we try to do what we think's best, and this is what we think's best. Where you guys were as a team didn't align with what Trey needed to get where he was trying to. Um, very much so. I mean, I, I, it I was do too think expensive there was a chance to keep we thought we were aligned as a team for three years ago. Um, to win right away when we did it with them. Um, we knew it would take him time, but we also had to make a decision where we were going to go with our team over a two-year window, and we felt that our we felt if we could get a rookie quarterback or a guy in a rookie deal who could help us win, man, we could put a good team around him. <laughs> and we took a shot with Trey because um, we believed he could. We knew it would take some time. But in the meantime, we were going to have a pretty good team. And the time that we did give him when he had his ops, he missed those. And those weren't his fault. I don't, they weren't our fault. They were just those are, that's what happens in football. And when you take a risk on someone who does need to develop and does need some of that time, and then he misses that time, and we are where we're at right now, it is kind of what it is. And I think we are very fortunate that we did find a guy we still are on, we still have a rookie quarterback or a guy in a rookie deal that has helped us put together a good team. Uh, we do have a guy that we believe can win with on that deal. And we also feel we have a very strong backup. Um, and that's where we're at. We saw Sam. We could see him. Good. Uh, 
Um, I'm sure everyone's everyone's a possibility, but that's stuff we haven't discussed yet. Well, my question was last week when uh, Trey had that game-winning opportunity, you had him down the ball and kicked the field goal. Do you think that was a missed opportunity? What's that? Last week when Trey was on that last drive and then you had him down the ball and then you kicked the field goal instead of him going in for the touchdown, you think that was a missed opportunity? Missed opportunity for what? Evaluate what he can do in that situation. No, we evaluate him every day. I, I should have done that for you, but no, but we were good. He tried to get spicy. I should have done it for you, but we were good. Oh my God, what? <laughs> oh my God. What was that? No way. I just experienced that. This is the part I want y'all to hear again. <laughs> this is, I, I got, I'm, I'm going to rewind this. I'm sorry, but this was gold. I'm, I'm this, this, li listen to these, just a, a minute and a half of this, please. Just, just listen to this real quick. Please just listen to this. The night before. If he could find another other opportunity that was good, we'd allow him to do that couple days with them um but no there was nothing to fix it was it was what it was and i told him when we told him that he was going to be the three if he could find another other opportunity that was good we'd allow him to do that and he did and we feel he'll be better for it and think we will too i told him when we told him what it was and i told him when we told him that he was going to be the three if he could find another other going through it for the last couple days with them um but no there was nothing to fix it was it was what it was and i told him when we told him that he was going to be the three if he could find another other opportunity that was good we'd allow him to do that and he did and we feel he'll be better for it listen, listen to what happened the night before listen to what happened the night before because i knew it um i thought it would take longer um i wanted to go through this game um but i knew it and i think a lot of guys knew it and uh, i think he had an idea um it was more about my relationship with trey that you know, I'm in meetings with him every day and stuff. I'm on the field with him every day. Music. And I could get a sense that he was starting to feel that we felt that way. And and it was the truth. And I don't want to BS him. So once I thought that he, once we knew, and once I could tell he knew that we knew, um, I remember the night before, um, I realized, you know, I'm going to come in the morning and tell him. Um, I don't want that between us. So I did. Didn't expect it to get out right away. Um, but it did. But that was something I thought I owed to Trey. And I told Trey right before um a team meeting that we had um i didn't get a chance to even tell sam or anyone else on the team that was just a personal thing between trey and i and it obviously got out but um that's why i thought it was important to tell him you on wednesday you didn't tell us did you want to tell the players first How, what was your reasoning no my reasoning was yeah i would love to tell the players first i'd love to tell sam first um we were Oh my God. What do the players have to say about this? Oh man. What do the players have to say? About? I, I don't even want to talk. I'm, I'm going to keep a lot of my thoughts to myself, but uh, let's, let's hear from, uh, did y'all, could y'all hear that? Did, I hope I added that back to the stream. I, I hope I added that back to the stream. If I didn't add that back to the stream, I'm sorry guys. But uh, let's let's see what Brock Purdy has to say. This is QB one, guys. The future of the franchise, right here. This is this is it. Trey got to be pretty close.
close last season. I'm sure the offseason shocked to see this happen this quickly. Uh, just what are your emotions living through this? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Trey, everything that he's done for he loves them. this organization, and obviously for myself. Um, you know, I know I've told you guys a bunch of times before, but you know, going in last year and then him just being by my side from the get-go, um, sideline, meetings, in the locker room, wherever we're at, man, he's been a real one and um, helped me uh, come into the league and welcomed me with open arms and sh showed me the ropes to this whole thing. So um, can't can't tell you how much, how grateful I am for him and to have him in my life and and uh, to be here with him. Um, to have him so in my I'm life. I'm grateful for Trey. Um, he's not your father. Obviously, bro. in terms of the situation, like happy for him that he's able to go into a good situation, and and um, I mean, we all feel like it's a good fit. Um, but we feel like it's a good day, fit. Man, I, I, you feel I that way too. How, huh? how thankful I am um, to have played and been a teammate with Trey. So, you see Trey today. What kind of conversations have you had with him the last couple days? Yeah, I so saw him. Uh, you know, out by the lock or the weight room um, for the Locker, game and stuff. He was out there room. talking to some guys, and I was able to go over and just tell him, you know, that I love him and. Um, like I said, how appreciative of, that I am of him, um, everything that he's done for obviously myself and, and the team. So, um, told him that I'm really happy for him and, and, uh, excited to see what he does, man, with his opportunity and, and his career in the NFL. So excited for him. I'm not saying that he's lying at all. <laughs> but can you guys not tell that they're trying to remember the notes on the cue cards and the keywords that they were told to say and shit like that. Like, is this not the most obvious shit ever? <laughs> is this, is this, am I the only one that is hearing what's being said? Am I the only one looking at the body language and the demeanor that these guys are giving off right now? <laughs> Brock Purdy just said, we think this is the best situation for him. Who the fuck are you to be part of the we that feels this is best for someone else? I'm sorry. Let me chill. Let me let me hit play. I'm sorry. Did he see? Right, his, his spirits were good. You know, he was. Uh, you know, obviously, I feel like you know there was some um, just talking to guys and the and the relationships that he had with guys. Like he was, you could tell. Like man, like you know, this I'm moving on kind of thing, and so. Um, a bunch of guys, man, everyone in this locker room has his back. And so everyone was, you know, dapping him up, hugging him, loving on him and everything. Um, but uh, to sort of see that, you know, obviously it's tough seeing one of your, your buddies, you know, leave. Um, but at the same time, we're all excited that, man, he's got a good opportunity ahead of him. And he was in great spirits. So they were all excited was about that. Practice the other day, did you understand, you know, was it the news getting, I mean, the way Kyle described it, it kind of was kind of haphazard maybe the way things got out. Um, yeah, I mean, no one, we honestly had no idea, you know, he wasn't at practice and we're like, okay, you know, where's he at kind of thing. And, and, uh, Greasy said, you know, he was just taking some time to think things over and whatnot after he had heard the decision that Sam was you know, going to be uh, the second string quarterback. And, um, you know, so all of us were like, okay, you know, we got to practice, we got to continue to do what we're doing. Everything will happen how it needs to happen after. Um, and then, you know, Trey was back in meetings, ready to roll, expected to play in the game. And then the news broke literally when we were all in the locker room getting ready for the game. So, like, no one, like, none of us had an idea of what was going on. So, are you aware of just how divided it seems like the whole quarterback conversation has been this offseason? And did you and Trey or you and Sam or you and Brandon ever have any dialogue about that in the outside world? 
Honestly, no. Um, you know, I had my surgery and then, you know, we brought in Sam, brought in Brandon. Um, and really, like, we were all sort of going through our own thing. Like, Trey was obviously continuing to get healthy with his foot. Obviously, I'm coming off surgery with my arm, so I'm just focusing on my arm. No one really knew, like, what camp was going to look like or the, going into the season, anything like that. It was all – Where's really the eye contact? Um, we all wanted to get healthy, first of all, and then just compete from there. And um, I feel like that was all of our mindsets. So there was no – Where's the sincerity you know, in any of this? Talk about, hey, they're saying this or that in the media. We don't talk about any of that. It's strictly ball for us, and we all pull for each other and push each other um, every single day. So that's sort of just how it went. With Trey one, Sudfeld two, you three, Jimmy thrown on a side field. Then it was Trey and Jimmy and you, and then it was Jimmy and you. Does it hit you just how volatile this all has been in the last year or so? I mean, that's pretty. That's a lot of stuff in about a year. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of goes to show you, man. Like you're in the NFL, um, you know, the positions and, and how everything looks, the depth chart, like it. It all can change overnight, you know, just obviously depending on what happens. And yeah, it won't for you. Stuff. Don't you but, worry. Um, you know, for me, it's like, how can I be present? How can I be where I'm at? Not you trying to get it, wrapped buddy. up don't in worry about it. first, second, third, whatever. You know, the, the more you think about that kind of stuff, the more it can consume you and affect how you play. And so for me this past year, man, it's been do what I'm told from the coaches. And then, you know, everything else happens how it ends up happening. And uh, that's just sort of how I look at it. But, yeah, it, it is wild. Sort of like welcome to the NFL kind of thing. We ask you a version of this every time you're up there, but now that you're through preseason, how would you just describe where you're at right now uh, as we head towards the Here we go. That's what yeah, I want to hear right good. here. Um, obviously excited to get rolling uh, for Pittsburgh um, and to have everyone, you know, be able to play on the field at the same time, you know, with Christian, George, Debo, BA, like everyone um, have Trent out there as well. So it's uh, something that we're all lo looking forward to. We're really excited about it. Felt like camp has been, you know, pretty solid last couple of weeks, and um, you know we're, like I said, man, we're ready, ready to get this thing rolling. Do you feel like 100 recovered in maximum? Yeah, I do. Anything like in terms of wishing the team well and how you guys would do? Yeah, uh, he said he's obviously going to be pulling for us and watching every step of the way, but um, you know it was more like us being appreciative of everything that he's done for us. So um, yeah, that's the conversations that we had. Do you feel any survivor's remorse? time last year it was Trey's job he gets hurt and you end up taking over have the great run and then you get hurt in the playoffs you come back you're the man you feel any remorse that this time a year ago this was why the man, and now he's gone why should he I mean, feel remorse? At the end of the day, I try to just do my job, do what I'm told, you know, as a quarterback. Um, he had to go out there and play like also. Let that man play football. Right, He's supposed to, to win the position. This guy out, this guy. It's, That's a goofy ass. It has nothing place. to do with that. It has everything to do with, you know, this is what I've been called to do in life as a quarterback. I'm going to come in, do my job. Exactly. And, um, you know, some situations ass. happen. No, I don't feel survivor's remorse. Jimmy got hurt. Trey got hurt. And things happen like that. Um, but at the same time, like, it's, it's, it's how the NFL is. And so. No hard feelings. I love Trey, and I want nothing but the best for him. Is there anyone else up at the podium? Oh, oh, oh. And him. Here we go. QB2. Um, QB2, yeah, you know, baby. QB2 is about to let us know what he feels was best for Trey Lance also. Here we go. Um, yeah, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, just, uh, going out to practice and him kind of relaying the news to me. 
Um, I don't remember the exact day. Um, yeah, I believe that. Things are running together. I believe that. Kind of trending in that direction. Um, no, I think you know, for for me and Trey, you know, we were we were both competing, um, and um, you know, we were doing everything that we could to to earn that job, and um, you know, I think for me, it's um, as a competitor, um, you know, you're expected to um to want to win that job and for me it was just going out there playing really good football every single day and i knew that at the end of the day um if i did that um i could be in a really good spot to earn that job but i wasn't i wasn't in my head at all ever like thinking oh you know i have a really good chance to win this you know i was just taking it one day at a time um you know one practice at a time one game at a time <laughs> they just asked Sam Darnold. No, 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 no. Chill out, chill out, Gio. He's not lying. This, this might be the only truth. <laughs> well, not not the only truth. We got some truth from Brock Purdy. Also, we got some truth from Kyle. But he was just asked if he felt that he knew he was walking away with the competition between him and Lance for QB two. He is straight up telling y'all, no. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm hearing? Are my ears the only ones working the way that, that like, they're supposed to be? He went on and said, I just came out and competed every day. I knew if I gave it all I had, then I would have a good shot at it. But uh, no, I never knew. Like, th that's literally what he's saying right now, right? Just... Just li listen, listen, <laughs> listen to what he's saying again. Did that. Um, I could be in a really good spot to earn that job, but I wasn't, I wasn't in my head at all ever like thinking, oh, you know, I have a really good chance to win this. You know, I was just taking it one day at a time, um, you know, one practice at a time, one game at a time. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. I have been in competition. I've been vying for a job. Uh, I've tried out for sports teams. And I know who's ahead of me, who's behind me. And I, and I, and I watch those guys very closely. Very close. I, I don't care what kind of sport. A bowling league. I don't care if you're, you're curling. I don't care if you're doing fucking pickleball. It, it, none of that... If you are a competitor on a team sport, you know who was behind you, who was ahead of you, and you watch those guys closely, especially when you guys aren't practicing or vying for the position at the same exact time, okay? For Kyle to say that it was clear weeks ago to everybody, <laughs> I, just said, I just said 10 days, but it was, it was longer than that. Right. And I felt like, oh, shit, I can't hide this from Trey anymore. He, he obviously knows it, too. So let me just go ahead and break the news to him, to him. Right. It was obvious to Kyle weeks ago. And it was so obvious to him that he thought it was becoming obvious to Trey. So he just needed to go ahead and tell him. If I'm the person that is beating out someone else, oh, I know it. 
Oh, I fucking know it. I can tell you the exact moment I know I got somebody beat if I'm competing with them. I don't care what aspect of life you want to apply this to. You know the moment you are better than someone else at something if you are actively competing with them. I'm just telling you. And for this man to stand here and say, I never once thought that. It was just day by day for me. That's it. I never knew it. You know, I think for me, it's um, as a competitor, um, you know, you're expected to um, to want to win that job. And for me, it was just going out there, playing really good football every single day. And I knew that at the end of the day, um, if I did that, um, I could be in a really good spot to earn that job. But I wasn't, I wasn't in my head at all ever like thinking, oh, you know, I have a really good chance to win this. You know, I was just taking it one day at a time, um, you know, one practice at a time, one game at a time. Also, to that point, I, by the way, I believe that was an honest answer. I believe he sincerely had no idea whether or not he was winning that quarterback competition. For QB2. We're talking about QB2. Not a big deal. Trey's gone, right? None of this is going to matter. But let me have my fun while I'm in this moment. All right? Y'all don't like it? Leave. Just get, just, just leave. I'm not booting anybody. I'm not muting anybody. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say right now in this chat. Y'all can go. I, I am completely okay with it. I'm, I am okay with it. All right? But I'm going to have my fun right now. This dude said he never knew or thought that he was beating Trey Lance out. As a competitor, like a real competitive person, I struggle with letting my kid beat me in games <clears throat> that I know I can beat them in because I don't want them to get too hyped. I don't want my kid, I finally beat you. You supposed to beat me and daddy. I whipped you. But okay, now I got to school you like eight times in a row. Like I tried to give you one to build your confidence, but this is what I got to do. As a competitor, not only do you know the moment you beat somebody or you overcome somebody, you also know, shit, I, I got to do more because this guy, he's looking better than me right now. This person is really, really good. I'm going to tell you all a little secret. I'm going to tell you all a little secret. Last Memorial Day weekend, I raced my 13-year-old son in the middle of the street. I'm weighing about 278, 280. I'm overweight. I'm swole out of shape, haven't run in I don't know how long, literally stretched. Everything in my brain told me my son was going to whoop my ass, but I had to put on a good show. I was nervous. I was scared. They say go, and we take off. In the back of my mind during this race down the middle of my street with neighbors watching, family watching, and everything, my son was on my heels the whole time, the whole time. It's not about who won or who lost. That's not, that's not what my point is. But no matter what level of competition you're doing, you know if somebody's right on you. You can literally feel it. He said he never knew it. And more importantly, guys, more importantly, you know if somebody is better than you and you feel like, damn it, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. He knew. He's telling you that. He's telling you, if he honestly ever felt that ah, I might have edged him out today, 
or I edged him out a couple of practices in a row. I might have got him four days ago, but the last three days, he's got me. I'm, I'm not winning this competition. I'm keeping score in my head, right? If he ever felt that he was consecutively getting the better of Lance, he would tell you. And it's not a knock on Lance. I mean, I felt pretty confident, but it's not my decision, so I knew I had to keep going. That's what he would have said. That's what he would have said. Not, no, I never knew. I'm, I was just a day-by-day guy, but I digress. What kind of words do you have for him, or did you have for him? Yeah, you know, I uh, haven't gotten a chance to spoke to him um, or speak to him yet um, since he got traded. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's um, a great dude, um, you know, loved in the locker room and um, all those things and um, great teammate, um, you know, even coming here and, and competing and doing all those things. And even since OTAs, you know, he's been uh, nothing but great to me. And, um, you know, I have a. Did he just say he didn't get a chance to speak to him after he got traded? Didn't didn't Purdy say that he felt that was the best situation for Trey and he hugged everybody and said bye and he let him know that he loved him? He said that he said bye to the whole team? I swear I just heard Purdy say that. I swear I just heard Purdy say that. Am I? I'm not going to rewind it. I'm not going to rewind it. But I swear to y'all, Purdy said he got an opportunity to tell him he loved him and thanks for being a good teammate, and he felt that this was the best scenario for him. When Sam just said, didn't Sam, didn't he just? I've appreciated days, you know, even coming here and and competing and doing all those things, and even since OTAs, you know, he's been – uh, nothing but um, a great dude, um, you know, loved in the locker room and um, all those things. And um, for him, or did you have for him? Yeah, you know, I uh, haven't gotten a chance to spoke to him um, or speak to him yet um, since he got traded. But um, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's um, a great dude, um, you know, loved in the locker room That's and cool. Cool. Um, all those things. And um, great teammate, um, you know, even coming here and, and competing and doing all those things. And even since OTAs, you know, he's been uh, nothing but great to me. And, um, you know, I've, I've appreciated that a ton. Um, so I'm sorry, what was your question? <laughs> hey, hey, Sam Darnold is winning me over right now, y'all. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all the guy's honest truth. He's being real. I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I never thought I was beating him out. <laughs> Shit, I'm God, I don't I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing on this team right now. Did y'all see my performance today? <laughs> Thank God Kyle let me get a couple of reps against the fourth streakers. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you just ask me? <laughs> Are y'all watching this shit? <laughs> can, can y'all hear what I'm hearing right now? Is this shit coming through your speakers the way it's coming through mine? I'm sorry. Sam Darnold is being 100% honest. You know why? Because he's been a guy that's lost his job to someone he probably felt he didn't deserve to lose his job to. When he just wanted one more chance. And you know why else he's being as honest as he is? 
because they prepped head coach. They prepped QB1. <laughs> Sam Donald read his redhead ass out there, and they just said, just fucking go, dude. <laughs> Motherfucking no cue cards. <laughs> Wait, Trey got traded now. Hey guys, any questions? <laughs> I'm fucking dying over here. Oh my god, look at his fucking face. <laughs> oh, this is fucking gold. This is gold. I'm sorry. I'm going to rewind it back. <clears throat> He's winning me over. This guy right here, he is winning me over. <laughs> let me, let me, I uh, <laughs> haven't gotten a chance. I was just taking it one day at a time. Listen, um, listen to you the know, question. One practice at a time, one game at a time. <laughs> what kind of words do you have for him or did you have for him? Yeah, you know, I uh, haven't gotten a chance to spoke to him um, or speak to him yet um since he got traded but um yeah i mean he's you know he's um a great dude um you know loved in the locker room and um all those things and um great teammate um you know even coming here and, and competing and doing all those things and even since otas you know he's been uh, nothing but great to me and um you know i've i've appreciated that a ton um what was your question so i'm sorry what was your question <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, you know, put one foot in front of the other. I'm taking it one day at a time, you know, obviously going there and um, I know he's going to, you know, um, you know, seize whatever opportunity comes in his way. Um, and he's, he's going to, you know, dive head first into that playbook and get it down. So it's just, it's really, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, what's next mentality in terms of uh, trying to get the, the playbook down and, and you don't really have time to, to think about any other things other than football. Did you have an opportunity to speak to him after you were told that you were Yeah. Yeah, we had we had a you know a couple days to just be able to be in the quarterback meetings and stuff and, and talk about it and um but yeah I know uh you know Trey like I said he, he's he's a great dude. Um really good player. Um he's gonna go somewhere and um you know, go to Dallas and, and take advantage of the opportunities that he gets. You know, a lot of Trey's biggest fans have been loudly critical of you. I'm just kind of wondering, have you heard that criticism? Has it bothered you at all? How have you dealt with it in the last couple of months? No, I haven't. I haven't heard or looked at any criticism. You know, I'm not scrolling through the comments on uh, on anything, Twitter, Instagram, any of that stuff. So, good man. Um, Keep your head down, and stay focused. You know, and then people, I haven't, I haven't heard anything on the streets or anything like that. Good job. Saying things to me, but good job. Ignore us, um, because we gonna tear your ass yeah, up. I think, but I think if I if I were to see those things or hear those things, it would just, you know, I don't know if it would affect me that much, to be honest. Good job, buddy. I like hearing that answer because <laughs> we unforgiving. Better decision making is key for you. Many interceptions creating game practices and one interception at the game. I mean, obviously, it seems like you're you're making strides. What is it that's helped you develop in that in that area? Yeah, I think 
for me, it's it's understanding, okay, you know, what the situation is, you know, having a better grasp of, okay, first and second down, you know, just being a little more careful with the football, understanding, you know, we have a couple more downs to go to get the first down and, um, you know, all those things play into it. And then third down, kind of understanding what coverage they play and, and where we want to attack the defense and, uh, you know, what, what my progressions are. So I think, um, you know, having a, having a really good grasp on the offense um, and understanding kind of what the defense is doing um, and being able to make quick and, and decisive decisions um, with the football, um, you know, that's, you know, the biggest part in this position is, is take care of the football. And that's, I think. I'm going to get to it, Miss Debbie. I'm going to get to John. I promise. Oh, I'm doing this the whole time. Um, you know, I just think, you know, going, going through the progressions and, um, you know, I'm not going to compare it to any other systems I've been in, but, um, I just love how, you know, everything's very, um, concise and, and clear. Um, and it's, this is where we're going with the football and this coverage and this coverage, we're alerting this and we're, we're just getting it down to our back or whatever. Um, it's, uh, it's very clear and concise, um, with what we want to do and what we want to accomplish on every play. Yep. Every play. And so how do you feel like you, you know, at the end of the day, when you go in and watch the film with Ryan or whomever, how have you been as far as making the right reads and making the right decisions? Yeah, you know, um, film. You know I feel like I've been doing a good job of, of making the right decisions. Um, you know, there's going to be certain plays where you'd like to have it back, but um, usually I can tell, you know, right after the play, dang, I should have gone to my alert on that player, gone to the back. So, um Please let him go. Thank you. Sam, man, you have a good night. All right, buddy. I appreciate you, man. That shit was gold as fuck. What was your question? All right. We're going to get to GM John Lynch as he prepares to address the media. I know what already happened, y'all. I don't, I don't give I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going through this. Y'all can leave. It, it is okay. <laughs> where my man keep trying to call me out. Hold on. <laughs> I saw your name here somewhere. Where where you at? <laughs> where he go? Is it was it G Rod? Is that the name? He keeps confusing me with somebody else whose name. They the images kind of look the same. Where is that? He said, Mike, why are you doing this? <laughs> why do you feel the need to dissect what all these guys are saying? <laughs> You're a fool, Mike. No respect, bro. Leave. <laughs> I don't care. Leave. This is what I want to do right now. That's why. That's why. Leave. It is okay. You don't have to like what I'm doing in this moment, bro. It's okay. You can leave. I promise you. I promise. It's okay. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to apologize. None of that shit. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go down, Lynch. All right, guys, go ahead. Yeah. Maybe go over the, the timeline of how that it might have accelerated today when more teams got, got in. Yeah. Um, you know, when I guess that was Wednesday when Kyle uh, informed uh, Trey of, of the decision. Uh, with Sam being the number two. And um, you know, I think that led shit. to just some 
organic <laughs> conversations between them. I was and, only uh, thinking about came it. up to my office and just said, Hey, you know, as, as we started talking, um, you know, Trey, Trey's like he always is, he's all in, but he, but he, you know, he did suggest and ask, you know, Hey, if, if we could find the right opportunity, um, <laughs> that, that he would appreciate that. Um, you know, he also said he'd be here and, and, uh, and continue to compete. And, uh, you know, I had a chance. Whoa, 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 whoa. And this is why I break down this shit live. This is why I like watching the pressers. I want y'all to listen to what he just said. This is why I do this. This is why I do this. Between them. And uh, Kyle came up to my office and just said, hey, you know, as, as we started talking, um, you know, Trey, Trey's like he always is. He's all in. This is right after Trey was told about the decision to go with Darnold as QB2. John Lynch's words, not mine. Right after, Trey is all in. Yeah. No one asked him about how Trey Lance took it. No one asked him about why was he not at practice. It was things accelerated after, you know, trade trade offers started coming in today. You know, when I guess that was Wednesday when Kyle uh, informed uh, Trey of, of the decision Wednesday uh, with Sam being the number two. And, um, you know, I think that led to just some organic conversations between them. And uh, Kyle came up to my office and just said, hey, you know, as, as we started talking, um, you know, Trey, Trey's like he always is. He's all in. But he but he. You know, he did suggest and ask, you know, hey, if if we could find the right opportunity um, that. Now, this is why I said that John is right now saying that. He's asked he asked for a trade. If we could find the right opportunity, let's trade him. They asked Kyle this very directly. So when you told him that he asked for a trade immediately, Kyle said no. Kyle said no. But keep listening. There's more. There's more. That he would appreciate that. Um, you know, he also said he'd be here and and uh, and continue to compete. If you could find a trade partner for me, I would appreciate that. But if you can't, I'll be right here and I'll be competing. Does that sound like somebody who was too emotional to go out on the practice field the same day? Don't take any of my words for it. Listen to what the fuck they are telling you, not what I'm telling you. This is what he said, not me. John Lynch's words. Are y'all are y'all listening to what John Lynch is saying? I told him about number two. He said, hey, if you could find a better situation for me, I would appreciate it. But I'm here and I'm going to continue to compete. Where in there did Trey Lance turn emotional and say, I got to go home, man. I can't take this shit, man. I, I was supposed to be the backup. Not the backup to the backup. Where, where? Where does that come from? 
And, uh, you know, I had a chance then to talk to Trey, talk to Trey's agent. And, you know, I, I gave him my word that, um, you know, I'd, I'd look and see what's out there. So we started that process and, you know, it culminated today with, uh, with Dallas happening and, and, uh, you know, it was, a felt like a long time, but it was really a short period of time, a couple of days where we're talking to teams and teams are reaching out to us. And, you know, the, the end result was what we ended up with. Give them permission to seek a trade. Is that what happened? Um, we kind of worked on it together, and I told uh, Patrick Collins is his rep. I told Patrick, you know, feel free to go out and you know find find teams if you want. So we kind of kept in communication during the process, and uh, you know, want to let you guys know Trey was Trey was tremendous during this whole thing. Listen, um, handled it, you know, as well as you could, and this whole listen and. I I'm specifically telling y'all to focus on the bullshit story that we were fed that Trey wasn't at practice because he was too fucking emotional to go out there. And I told you that's a knock on anybody who's a competitor. That's a knock on anybody who's supposed to be a fucking leader of men. That's a knock. I told y'all that that shit didn't sound right. Because this kid has been knocked down from the moment he was drafted. Immediately after the draft, his head coach says, hey, by the way, we don't expect any rookie to come in here and compete for the first job. We don't expect anybody to come in here and take this job from Jimmy Garoppolo. He is here only to be a backup and learn the system. Boom. We traded up for you. We drafted you. You on your high horse. Oh, my God. I was on the plane designing plays for you right away. Boom, boom, boom. You on your high horse. Hey, man, you not don't even waste time trying to compete. You're not getting this. They've been knocking this kid down since day one. This ain't about Trey Lance being here or not being here. I don't give a shit. He's gone. Fine, fine. I don't give a shit about that. But I do want to dispel this fucking myth, this fucking rumor that he was too emotional to come back and practice that day. Wrong. They had offers from other teams. I'm, I'll tell y'all. John Lynch might not say it. I don't know what else he's going to say throughout this presser. I'm going to tell y'all. They had offers from multiple teams. Either way, they knew Trey Lance was not going to belong to them, and those teams said, don't you dare run my guy out there on practice. I'm telling y'all, that's what fucking happened. It was not that he was too emotional. Don't play that card on this young man as he's got to go to another team and try to assert himself as a fucking leader. Don't lie to these people by telling them that he was too emotional to go out there and do his fucking job. Y'all playing with the wrong people, bro. Patrick Collins is his rep. I told Patrick, you know, feel free to go out and, you know, find find teams if you want. So we kind of kept in communication during the process. And, uh, you know, want to let you guys know, Trey was Trey was tremendous during this whole thing. Um, handled it, you know, as well as you could. And just asked if there if there is a, a good landing spot, you know, I, I'd be appreciative of that. But if I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. Traded up to get him, gave him all those yeah. picks. Yeah. Why give up on a guy who's only 23 yeah. years old and only halfway through that contract? Yeah, uh, it's a fair question, and it's something we talked a lot about internally. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, with Brock being healthy, uh, number one, and you know, we're excited about that. Sam being the number two, the reality—it's uh, not the way everybody works it, but with our system. The number one takes a lot of reps. The number two takes the scout team reps. It's just not a whole lot of opportunity. You know, I, I heard Kyle talk about it to get better, and that's what he needs to do. He needs to play to get better. I think that's that's going to be his opportunity. Play, I mean, ideally games, but play is running scout team. Play is doing all those things. We weren't going to have that, and so how do you how do you allow a player to grow? And so, you know, back to 
what we put into them. You know, we take, um, believe me, I, you know, we take full accountability. Uh, we own that. And, uh, you know, um, but as I said, you know, on TV today, I, I think his story is very much unwritten. I, I've got a lot of belief in the kid. And, uh, you know, think with his talent, with his work ethic, um, he's going to forge an, a nice, you know, career in this in this thing. And so um, love the kid. Um, you know, Kyle and I, when we broke the news to him today, um, saw him light up a little bit. And that's he loves it here. He was very appreciative of the opportunity, you know, like Trey, uh, typical Trey. He apologized to us and there was nothing for him to apologize for. And uh, we're just we're happy that that he's I'm sorry I got to stop this again <clears throat> John is talking John is moving his mannerisms say that he lost someone that he cares about everything about what John is doing his tone his inflection all of it is saying to me that he had to give up on someone he fully believed in. The mystery is over, y'all. John Lynch, maybe a couple scouts, one at Trey Lance, not Kyle. Kyle was in here to remember and, and read off a cue card. John Lynch looks, some, looks like someone who's going through it before our very eyes and trying to maintain composure. We just buried my uncle not even a full week ago, this week, as a matter of fact. And watching the people go to the microphone to speak at his eulogy, to, to speak at his service, and watching them trying to maintain composure, obviously they're not burying Trey Lance, but this is what I saw. Look at the facial expression that it's even paused on right now. It's almost one of regret. Loss, suffering. This isn't, oh, this is, you know, he wasn't going to be here anyway. We got something out of it. That's not what this is for John. For John. John lost his guy today. John Lynch lost his guy today. You can literally hear a tremble in his voice. And, um, you know, Kyle and I, when we broke the news to him today, um, saw him light up a little bit and that's, he loves it here. He was very appreciative of the opportunity, you know, like Trey, uh, typical Trey, he apologized to us and there was nothing for him to apologize for. And, uh, we're just, we're happy that, that he's got a spot and, uh, you know, the Cowboys, uh, came up big and I think that's an indication that they, that they're excited to have him, and, and we're excited for Trey's new opportunity and we'll always be big fans. Optimal time to have to trade someone. Not to, I mean, is, are you pleasantly surprised that you got a four under these conditions? Yeah. Um, you know, I. It, it's not what it looked like when we first started having conversation. It went anywhere close, so it did advance um, in a hurry today. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, not doing cartwheels over it because my preference would have been that it worked out and see? Uh, it didn't. And there's circumstances for you that. See and. We can explain him away, but the reality is the reality. He had a couple opportunities. I think injuries played a part. And, uh, you know, where we're at as a team, we felt like this was the best situation for us, also the best situation for him. 
Trey fell behind Brock, which is understandable, but I think a lot of people don't understand how Trey fell behind Sam Darnold. Yeah. Especially, we were there, we watched every snap, and I don't yeah. think it was clear to us that Sam was clearly yeah. better. What happened? Yeah. I think it was a tight battle, Grant, and I think Kyle would would say the same thing. But ultimately, you know, coaches are paid to make those decisions, and they felt collectively that Sam had separated himself. And uh, that wasn't lack of uh, for lack of Trey competing his tail off and com- <laughs> What chicken sandwich y'all order? It's the spicy one. This is a spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, you know, not doing cartwheels over it because <laughs> my preference would have been that it worked out and uh, it didn't. And my preference is that it worked out. For he that. wanted it to work. We can explain them away, but the reality is the reality. <laughs> Did y'all hear the shade he just threw, the spice he just threw to Kyle Shanahan? Did y'all hear that shit? Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, that's a coach's decision, Grant. I ain't had nothing to do with that shit, bro. That's what they said, and that's uh, what they said. What, what else can I do? I think injuries played a part. And, uh, you know, where we're at as a team, we felt like this was the best situation for us, also the best situation for him. <sighs> Listen. Don't understand how Trey fell behind Sam Darnold. Yeah. Especially we were there, we watched every snap, and I don't yeah. think it was clear to us that Sam was clearly yeah. better. What happened? Yeah. I think it was a tight battle, Grant, and I think Kyle would would say the same thing. But ultimately, you know, coaches are paid to make those decisions, and they felt collectively <laughs> that Sam had separated himself, and uh, that wasn't lack of uh, for lack of Trey competing his tail off and competing his, and he, he improved greatly. So, um, you know, think, um, um, you know, we're, we were real proud of the effort he made. Um, Sam has had a really good camp and, you know, you see Sam's arm talent, his abilities. I think he's a good, you know, the same reasons why we were interested in bringing him here have kind of come to fruition. Now it's got to go happen, but uh, ultimately we felt that was the best he decision. Could, he Wish couldn't him. even finish you know. the lie. <laughs> he, he couldn't even finish the lie. Yeah, you, you see, you know, Sam's good. Look at the quick shoulder shrug, right? <laughs> he does this fast shoulder shrug when he's trying to be positive about Sam Darnold, right? You can see that he's good, you know, yeah. His shoulder shrug comes in, and then he says, you see the arm talent, and he's a good and doesn't finish the fucking word. A good quarterback, a good football player, a sheep herder. What is he a good? Finish the finish it. You know, we're, we were real proud of the effort he made. Uh, Sam has had a really good camp. And, you know, you see Sam's arm talent, his abilities. I think he's a good, you know, the same reasons why we were interested <laughs> in bringing him here have kind of come to fruition. Now it's got to go happen. But... Uh, ultimately, we felt that was the best decision, and and then you know I explained oh. from there. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. He's a good <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. Right. Y'all should have never right. gave me a microphone. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a good. Yeah. Oh my God. Holy shit, um, great. Yeah. Um, you know, try not to look at things like that, Eric. It, it, this thing's not an exact science, but when you put that much into a player, you know, you're, you know, it's, it, it usually is, uh, you know, really tough to rebound from. Fortunately, we've been able to continue to grow this team to, to make this team better. And, uh, 
you know, we we were very fortunate to, for Brock to, to become what he's become. Now he's got to continue to do it. Um, but, you know, the early returns are good. And, you know, everything from, from his rookie year to the somewhat, uh, I won't say miraculous, but he, he made a hell of a return, you know, and with some hurdles in there, starting surgery late and all that for him to be where he's at. And we had to open our eyes and say, okay, he's cleared, but is he ready? And he kept showing us that he was. And then the other things transpired that led us to where we're at. How much did the salary cap ramifications of the average quarterback makes a million, third string quarterback yeah. is making nine, his cap figure? How much did that cap figure and the cap implications? I think I think in future years, Trey's on the minimum this year. You know, in future years, um, next year it kicks up quite a bit. And so and that kind of coincides when we're, when our stuff's going to get tight. So, um, you know, of course, that that plays a. Y'all are missing all the good shit because y'all don't see the setup. <laughs> I don't know who asked that question, <laughs> but bravo, bro. Because Kyle Shanahan sat here and said, doesn't make any sense to have a guy who's making $7.5 million uh, as the third-string quarterback, you know, over the, over the next two years. So, you know, it just made sense for us to make this move right now. And then here comes John Lynch. He cheap as fuck this year. Next year is higher. But right now, we should have kept his ass because he wasn't going to cost us that damn much. John Lynch is telling y'all, this has nothing to do with me. I just made the fucking trade happen, okay? That's my job. <laughs> y'all are missing all the good shit. Y'all are missing all of it. Kyle sat there and told y'all straight up. Doesn't make any sense to have a third string guy making $7.5 million. Whoever this is asking this question, kudos to you. I hope somebody tells me who it was in the chat. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't hear it well. But he said, hey, well, you got your first string making this much, and you got your backup making this much. Maybe, perhaps, it just didn't make any financial sense for the third string guy since y'all made that decision, which John already said, hey, that ain't had nothing to do with me. That was the fucking coaches, right? But since they made that decision already to have him as QB3, Maybe it just didn't make any sense for him to be making that much money. And there's nothing you could do about it because he was obviously a first-round pick and all that money's guaranteed. So there's nothing you could do this year. It was going to strap the team this year, right, John? Not this year. <laughs> what money? That shit was easy this year. And next year's a different story. Maybe we should have traded him in the offseason. But right now, no, I, I ain't see a reason to get rid of him financially. Recap ramifications of quarterback makes a million third string quarterback yeah. is making nine his cap figure how much did that cap figure and the cap implications well, i think i think in future years trey's on the minimum this year you know in future years um, <laughs> next year it kicks up quite a bit it's on the so, minimum this year and that kind of coincides when we're when our stuff's going to get tight Ooh. so um you know of course that that plays a factor um as kyle said we would have loved to kept all four of those guys in the building uh and trey is the you know, I think everyone should know he's a tremendous teammate. He's a tremendous human being. 
And so never was it like we were worried we we're going to have a malcontent. Trey told us that, that, hey, if I'm here, I'm here and I'm rolling. But if you if you could find a spot for me. And so there was some level of that and, uh, you know, finding a nice landing spot for him. And I think we did that. Going back to the process that led you to Trey when, when you drafted him, and yeah. maybe this is hindsight speaking, but how much do you think maybe you underestimated the gap between where you were as a team and what you needed as a quarterback versus how much he needed to develop and, and time? Uh, you know, he hadn't played a ton of football, so we knew we were taking, a, you know, somewhat of a chance. Um, but, you know, I, th I believe to this day, if we hadn't taken him, someone would have right behind us. I mean, I think the next pick. And so uh, I don't think we were the only ones seeing it. He's a very talented young man. Uh, he's got a lot of qualities in his makeup that that lead towards. And like, believe me, I, I still think that story is unwritten. So it didn't work for us. But I, I think, I mean, you know, one of the things we've been talking about and thinking about, I mean, there's all kinds of stories from you know Steve Young, who sat for a while, Warren Moon up in Canada to... Kurt Warner, you know, working in a grocery store. So, like, I, I still very much have belief that he's going to become a player. Now it's just not going to be for us. And and we take full accountability for that. And, you know, in, in some way, yeah, we got lucky on Brock. But, sure, that set back our team. It would have been nice to have those picks and all that. You know, so we do own that. And, uh, fortunately, we still have a really good football team that I think has got his, uh, you know, a, a legitimate shot. We're focused on game one. But, uh we, we have a, a championship level roster. Now it's what we make of it. Yeah, uh, yeah I do. And, um, you know, we got a lot of work to do and we'll continue to do that. You know, he's a great player. We, we want him here. We need him here. That Thank was, you. that was about, uh, Nick Bosa guys. Do you, do you think that, uh, Nick Bosa will be signed by week one? All right, guys. <laughs> I don't know if I should just end the fucking show. <laughs> Guys, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. By the way, by the way, when I when I listen to pressers, what you guys are seeing right now, like this is how I am all the time. This is me during pressers. I listen to everything and that's me hearing. Don't let me be able to sit down and see it. Like if, if I'm driving, the Niners are having a, a post-practice presser, I'm driving home from work or whatever. I only get to hear it. If I can see the body language too, do y'all remember when John Lynch did this shit in the middle of the press? <laughs> that motherfucker was going through it. <laughs> Right before our eyes. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Let me recap the pressers. All right. For real. For real. Jokes are done. <laughs> I've been upsetting a lot of y'all. Y'all some sensitive motherfuckers. Trey Lance is going. He ain't coming back. I don't know why y'all so upset, okay? Here's what we learned from the pressers, okay? Kyle Shanahan wanted to tell us what happened when he went at home at night when he was laying in bed thinking about Sam Darnold being the number two guy. All right? He felt like he owed it to Trey 
to come in and say, yo, bro, <laughs> you've been getting smoked <laughs> in this competition. I've been trying to hide it, hoping you get better, but this shit ain't happening, bro. You suck. You QB3. Accept it. All right. That's what's going to happen. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you want to trade? Cool. We can work that out. Oh, you emotional? <laughs> Go home. Okay. Kyle's words. I'm just giving y'all the, the, the short, brief recap. Hey, ask Kyle how to start an offense look this game. <laughs> And ask Kyle, hey, hey, Sam looked like shit out there. What we going to do if something happened to Brock? They ask him about that. <laughs> hey, y'all got to cut down to 53 real soon. Who stood out to you? Who's going to make the decision tough? They ask about none of that shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Instead, y'all got Kyle sitting here saying, well, when I told him that we told him. <laughs> when, when all of us were sitting there at the same time to tell him when I was by myself that he wasn't the guy, Trey took it real hard and I had to send him home. Okay, cool, cool. So Kyle goes out there. And he lays the groundwork. He he doubles and triples down on everything that we heard before. He ain't talk about how sorry his fucking backups were. <laughs> he ain't talk about why he had to give Sam Darnold extra reps in the second half so he could fucking score again. That's two preseason games in a row, by the way, where you where the guy who was clearly better than Lance. Couldn't score against backups. He had to wait till the third and fourth stringers came in. That's two weeks in a row where he had to get extra snaps into the second half to just get in fucking range of scoring. We we needed these extra reps for the guy who was clearly better than the guy that we just traded away. Okay. They they didn't press him about none of that shit. That's cool. But Kyle came in here with a mission. And he said, Yeah, Trey, Trey wasn't it. It was obvious. <laughs> everybody, every everybody saw that shit. Trey saw that shit. I had to let him know, hey, yo, bro, I love you. I love you. And it's because I love you. I gotta let you know the truth. You're not gonna be here. It's not you could you can stay if you want, but you're not gonna be here as the backup. And and you know, I believe in you. I got a lot, of, I got a lot of faith in you, but you ain't beat out Sam, and Sam needs extra, extra snaps. So I don't know what you think we think of you, but you're not, it's, it's not you, okay? And it was like, all right, Kyle, that's cool. Uh, when did Trey Lance say he wanted to trade? And Kyle was like, well, you know, basically, you know, when I told him that we told him, um, you know, it was uh, <laughs> jambalaya. <laughs> like, it was just random words <laughs> coming out of Kyle's mouth. You know, I, I felt guilty, you know, so I had, I had to let him know. And then, all right, any more questions? We good? Oh, oh, oh yeah, we the kickers? <laughs> no, they both hurt, but uh, they one of them's week to week. We'll see what happens. I'll see y'all later. I got to go. And then they send, and then they send Brock Purdy 
to the podium. QB1, QB1. And by the way, thank God for Brock Purdy. Because aside from all these jokes I'm about to get off about the rest of these pressers, I need y'all to understand some shit. Brock Purdy looked good out there tonight. And if his ass is not here, we fucked. <laughs> it's over. It is over if Brock Purdy ain't here. I'm I'm telling y'all the truth. I love y'all. I love what this roster is. <laughs> I, I love everything about the 49ers. I don't agree with everything the Niners do, but I love this team. And I'm here 100%. But if Brock fucking Purdy goes down for any reason, <laughs> Kyle can't say to any coach on the opposite sideline, hey, can you can you put your third stringers in for me? Because <laughs> I got Sam Darnold here. And he really... He really needs a motivational boost right now. Nah, nah, he can't even get a first down against backups. What you expect him to do against the starters? There is a clear difference. <laughs> it's not close. Did y'all see what I saw the last two weeks, bro? All right. Okay. Let me, let me all right. So Brock Purdy, <clears throat> he comes to the podium and he starts telling us <laughs> that he felt the Cowboys was the best choice <laughs> for, for, for Trey Lance. And that he loved them and he appreciated everything that he did for him along the way and his journey. And that and that him and the coaches and the GM felt that Trey Lance would be better suited with the Cowboys. And, you know, yeah. So that that that's what Brock Purdy said. <laughs> I, I talked to him on the field. <laughs> well, not on the field because he didn't come down. But, you know, when we said goodbye to him as a team, we was all there together. Uh, you know, I let him know how much he meant to me when we all talked together as a team after John and Kyle told us that, you know, he, you know, about the situation, he, he's not going to be here. He was traded. So, you know, uh, that's, that's when I told him how much he meant to me and that I really, really appreciated everything he did for me along the way and how important he was to me. So, you know, like that, I, I felt like I needed to let him know that. After John and Kyle told us that he was traded to the Cowboys, which we all thought was the best decision for him. That's what Purdy came to the podium and said. And then, <laughs> and then Sam Darnold came to the podium, QB2, right? <laughs> And <laughs> Sam Darnold was like, Trey Lance got traded? <laughs> I'm QB too. 
was like, hey, did you talk to him? <laughs> did, you, did you talk to him after the show? <laughs> I ain't seen him. <laughs> they were like, hey, yo, Sam. <laughs> Kyle said it was obvious to the whole team that you beat his ass out. Weeks ago, when did you know that this competition was over? And he was like, you know, uh, <clears throat> I come out here every day and I try to compete. I, all I am is a competitor. And, you know, I, I work on getting better every single day. And I'm not perfect. I don't do everything right. Um, You know, I... uh. <clears throat> I come out and I work hard and, you know, uh, you know, I always felt like it was a competition. I never really felt that, um, you know, I walked away with it or anything. And, uh, uh, you know, um, what was your question? backup yeah 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 you know um and then oh. <laughs> wait 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 i didn't want to run this back because i'm gonna be honest with y'all sam darnold was winning me over in this presser he was the most honest motherfucker that spoke him and john they saved they saved the best two for the last i swear to god yo rewind it shane this shit really happened, bro. I'm not making up none of this shit. I am not making any of this up. I'm not stoned. I don't smoke. I am sober as fuck. If y'all didn't see these pressers, the way I saw them, I don't know what the fuck y'all were looking at, okay? But listen, wait, there's more. There's more. The end of his presser, they say, hey, yo, Sam, you've been on a couple teams. You've been in a couple different systems. You know, like you were with the Jets and things didn't work out over there for you. We understand that. And <clears throat> you went to the Panthers and you finished out over there. And, you know, with the Jets, you had a couple different offensive coordinators. And with the Panthers, you had, you know, another one. And, you know, you come here and you win the backup two job. And that's got to do something. That's got to feel, you know, like you've kind of rejuvenated your career. You got another chance. You, you QB2, you beat out, you know, another number three overall pick. Uh, tell us some of the things about the playbook. Like, what what makes this playbook so good? He was like, <laughs> swear to God, <laughs> y'all, I'm not doing press and breakdowns no more because y'all gonna think I'm an asshole. <laughs> but I swear to God, tell us what's different about this playbook versus the other ones <laughs> that you've been a part of. <laughs> this motherfucker said, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get into the playbook and all, but we know where we want to go with the ball. <laughs> oh, I 
I don't want to divulge too much, but <laughs> we got reads. <laughs> we got plays that we call. <laughs> Sometimes we run. see the same shit happening oh my god oh okay all right cool cool so then so sam Darnold's done and they called john lynch out and john lynch spends his whole seven minutes throwing kyle shanahan under the fucking bus <laughs> i drafted him I believe in them. Coaches get paid to make that decision. <laughs> they said, hey, John, they told us <clears throat> he cost too much money to be a third-string quarterback. <laughs> John, he out there skeet shooting, shot that shit right out the sky. He said, hey, he's on a minimal contract this year. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right. <clears throat> it's over. I don't even care. I don't even care. <clears throat> I don't even care no more. So we're supposed to be reviewing the game, guys. The overreaction show to the 49ers falling. 12 to 23 to the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, I sound like John Lynch when he first got to the podium. Why the fuck was he out of breath? Who was he running from? I'm going to tell the truth, Kyle. Why was John Lynch out of breath when he got to the presser, yo? Anyway, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So the game ended, and... Uh, the Niners, the Niners starting offense actually looked really, really good. The Niners starting defense looked really, really good. Um, they, they showed this graphic after the opening drive for the Chargers, and they were at uh, a negative 12 yards. That is very, very impressive for the starting defense, right? Like, that's good. And the offense led a whole scoring drive and fumbled on the quarter yard line. Like it was right there. Like it, it was right there and, and Mason fumbled. That's cool. I chalked that up as a win in preseason for the starters when the starting running back in that game wasn't the actual starter. Like CMC not fumbling that ball. That's a touchdown, right? So cool. Brock Purdy looked decisive. Brock Purdy looked real good marching down the field on the opening drive, right? That shit was great. I'm sorry, y'all. I got to give myself a shot. I think my, my level is low. Excuse me. All right. So then Kyle Shanahan, because they turned the ball over on the goal line, it wasn't the fault of 11 people. It was the fault of one, right? It was Mason. Uh, Kyle keeps the starters out there and gives them a second shot 
edit, okay? And uh, all right. So when when they come out again, they look just as good. In fact, Kyle did something that I thought was very important for the morality. Oh no, when I said I needed a shot, I, I, I meant that like I needed an injection. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't need that kind of shot. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean that kind of shot, John. I meant medication. So <clears throat> when uh when Kyle did something I thought was very important, right? You you want to build morale heading into the season, right? Like we got two weeks before we got to play, and the 49ers should, you know, start to build some momentum. And they did that. Um, you know, Kyle, I like I like what he did. Mason fumbled the ball on on the quarter yard mark. He sends the starters right back out there. And Mason is back under the back out there uh, with Brock Purdy and the starters, and he's running the ball effectively and very well. Way to show faith in some players. <laughs> I ain't even gonna do it. The jokes are right there, y'all. I gave y'all enough jokes. I gave y'all enough. So, you know, Kyle Kyle did good. He did good. All right, so Kyle did good there. I thought it was cool. Let Mason come back out, you know, as a lead back. He sprinkled in a couple of uh, TDP snaps. That was pretty cool also. Um, and ultimately, the team marched right back down the field. Good rhythm, good offense. Sounds good again, right? Like, that's great. Brock Purdy runs in the score. But then we lose our kicker. Now, this is a part of the presser I didn't want to bring up because I don't want it to feel like it's a slam session on Kyle because it wasn't supposed to be that. Kyle did a lot of bullshit at his post-game presser. He did a lot of lying at his post-game presser, but I, I, I did not want to pile on. I figured I was going to pick a topic, and I was going to stay on the topic the whole time, and that topic was Trey Lance and what happened leading up to the trade, and I stayed true to course. But after the touchdown, <laughs> after the touchdown, Gonzalez comes out. For the extra point, it was low, and it was wide to the left. Real wide to the left. And right after, word comes out on Twitter, and then on the broadcast, that he pulled something. He pulled something. That happens on kicks. He's a kicker. We expect that to happen. But during that same presser where Kyle was telling you how he was up at night and bad thing about Trey Lance being trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't. I'm sorry. In his post-game presser, they asked Kyle about the injury to both of his kickers, he said, yeah. Zane Gonzalez hurt that shit before the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you sending him back out there if you already knew he was injured, Kyle? <laughs> what are you trying to prove? What, 
what? See, I know what it was. I'm locked in. I'm happy. I'm excited for football to be here, but I'm focused. And I know exactly why Kyle ran an injured kicker out on the field. He was already injured per Kyle Shanahan. Y'all heard the same presser I heard. I didn't run it back because I was focused on one thing. But I promise you guys, you go back and you watch the stream again. You go back and you listen to Kyle. Don't, don't watch my stream. Go, go, go watch the 49ers one. They're going to chop it up. It's cool. Go watch theirs. Kyle told y'all, he told me, I was listening, that Zane Gonzalez was hurt before the game. And he ran him out there to attempt the extra point. Oh, shit. That was Wisnowski? Oh, now it makes sense. Okay, see? I was, about to, I was about to get in my bag. Okay. Mitch Wisnowski should not kick extra points no more. I thought that was Zane Gonzalez. Faithful then, faithful now. Thank you so damn much, bro. Because I was about to go in. Okay, okay. Now all y'all, okay. Now everybody knew. Everybody knew. Okay, lucky lefty. I see y'all. Thank y'all very much. Thank y'all. Woo! I, could, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. Okay. That makes so much more sense. Now I'm actually happy that he tried it. Let, let's see what he could do. Okay. Cool. Because they announced before the game that Zane Gonzalez was going to be kicked. It was all over Twitter. They said that Moody was hurt. He wasn't going to be out there. And it was Zane Gonzalez time. So I just assumed it was Zane Gonzalez time. But thank you all very much. Kyle, I owe you an apology. I am sorry. I was about to credit you for a really bad decision that you did not make. So I apologize. I was wrong. I admit it. Shouldn't have said it. I should have done my research. I should have known my shit. I should have looked at the jersey numbers and everything before I brought that on my platform. I am sorry. For the kicker comments. Because everything else, <laughs> I stand on all that shit. <clears throat> so, it's cool. I like that he tried it with Mitch Wisnowski. Because we have to know what's going to happen during a game if our kicker goes down. Wasn't successful. Mitch Wisnowski went on to punt his ass off. Because <laughs> that's all we had going for us tonight was the fucking punts. I mean, the team was trash. You, you, you want to come out here and watch TV? Y'all, okay. I'm a, you want to say hi? Yeah. Y your hair looks like you've been playing with an electrical socket. I don't care. I know you don't care, but I care. Like, people going, you know what? Come on. Just come say hi. Fuck it. We ain't got nothing to lose. Hi. Say hi. Hi. Say nothing but Niners. Nothing but Niners. No, say it the way you're supposed to say it. Nothing but Niners. E-R-S. No, not that. Uh, you're supposed to go nothing. But, but yeah, yeah. Oh, now, oh, oh, no. Now you know how to do it. Go ahead, go ahead, say it. Nothing but Niners. No, you saying it like me in the intro song. You supposed to go nothing but, but Niners. You remember when I used to make y'all do? All right, never mind, man. Oh yeah, I do. No, it's too late now. No, I don't. I don't want no hugs. You already messed it up. Get out of here. No. I love you. Thank love you. It. All right. So look, they're saying hi to you. They're saying hi. Oh, hi, hi, hi. There you go. See, they said hi. All right. 
<clears throat> so Mitch Wisnowski comes out. He makes the, he, he, he attempts the kick, doesn't work. And then it's Sam Darnold time. And Sam Darnold comes out and does nothing for the next two straight quarters. Nothing. And then Kyle waits till the fourth string guys come in in the third quarter and then puts him back out there and he leads the scoring drive. And it was a touchdown catch by Willie Sneed, if I'm not mistaken. Was that Sneed that caught that? I think it was Sneed. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Sneed. All right. Y'all can keep the Super Chats coming. I'm going to get the Super Chats, I promise you. I'm going to wrap this up soon. I know it's almost 3 a.m. Y'all, this is this is what y'all get late night, Mike. Like, this, this is who I am. Sorry. <clears throat> so, Sam Darnold comes out. He's pretty much trash. I saw some very positive things from Javon Kinlaw when he was playing with the starters. When, the, when opposing teams weren't able to double-team him, Javon Kinlaw looked really good. He was getting penetration. I believe he got a sack and a half. Like, he was back there. I saw two sacks, and he was involved in both of them. Okay? The problem that I'm having with the positive things that I saw tonight from the starting defense and the starting offense is simple. It was against the backups of the Chargers, and no one seems to be talking about that. I'm saying no one. When the truth is, probably every other show is mentioning that. I'm just not watching their shows because I've been live the whole time. Okay? But I think that that means something. You know, I was watching the Steelers the other night, and they came out on fire on both sides of the ball just last night. And then I realized it's the starters versus the backups. And I feel like teams only do that when they're evaluating a lot of the starters, not the backups. And that's where the Niners seem to be right now. We want to know if Ken Law can get out there in the starting rotation. We want to know if Womack can get out there in the starting rotation. We want to know what we have at opposite left tackle if something happened to Trent Williams. We want to know what's going to happen if Christian McCaffrey happens to get hurt. Knock on wood, we don't have to deal with any of those things. But that's what they were out there testing. And Ken Law looked good until they started double-teaming him. And the second they started double-teaming my man Ken Law, bro, it was like something out of a, the Mortal Kombat movie. Like, they would hit him, and he just slid backwards. I've never seen – it was so concise. It was just a – like, it was crazy. Every time they snapped the ball, and he was just getting pushed backwards. But it was a double-team. It was a double-team. And you could see that he was trying to work through his training. Oh, get low. Leverage. Low man always wins. And he would try to get low, but it was after he started high, and then they were pushing him. He would try to get low, and he's getting slid, slid back on his knee. And it just wasn't a good look, basically, for the rest of the night for Javon Kinlaw. But with the starters, look good, look dominant, look decisive, concise. I like what I saw from him. I like what I saw from the starting defense. I like what I saw from the starting offense but it was against backups. And then once they started putting people in the rotation, it was all downhill. Guys, I'll be completely honest with you. 
Sam Darnold made me nervous. The running backs made me feel a lot better about the depth at the running back position. TDP out there running his ass off. Little shaky start, but looked good down the stretch. Okay. Jordan Mason, fumble, a little bit concerning, especially on the goal line. Bounced back real well, ran hard, some big runs. I'm saying big, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 yards, scrambles out there. Scampers. I wanted to use the word scampers. They look good. I was happy with that. Like what I saw from Conley before the injury. I like that kid, man. I don't know how severe his injury is. Kyle mentioned it at the very beginning of the presser. But you know what we were there for. We were there for the T. Uh, Sneed, you know, out there. Conley and Sneed, man, those veterans really, really proven tough. Uh, I was a little confused, baffled, befuddled by we didn't see any Ronnie Bell out with any of the offenses today. We saw him as a return man, and that was it. Has he solidified himself as wide receiver four? Has Ronnie Bell done enough where he didn't have to go out with the offense at all and play? Did anybody out there notice Ronnie Bell taking offensive snaps for the 49ers? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. But I like what I saw from him, even in his special team snap and the return that he got. Kudos to Ronnie Bell. Congratulations on making the 49ers 53-man roster. I'll say it. It's cool. Winstead was all right. It was okay. The problem that I have with evaluating those guys further down the depth chart, the wide receiver position, is who was throwing to them. It just didn't look good. It was high throws, low throws, really, really fast throws when you're only three yards away. Like, this is shit that they were killing other quarterbacks for. Like, you don't have to throw the ball that hard when they're right in front of you. And so those are some of the things that we saw and we had to deal with tonight. Now, Brandon Allen should I, – I listen – I understand people trying to convince us and sell us on the fact that this guy was Joe Burrow's backup. I get it. I hear you. Facts versus truth. This is a fact. He was Joe Burrow's backup. But my truth is he didn't look too good. I'm not comfortable with him scrambling. I'm not comfortable with him throwing. I'm not comfortable with him in this system. Maybe some systems just don't work out for some guys. That's why they got rid of Trey Lance, right? John Lynch, still believe in him. His story's not done. There's more chapters to that book. He's going to be good for somebody someday. It's just not going to be here. Sad to hear about it. System, fit, No. Maybe Brandon Brandon Allen is just not a system fit here. Maybe it's just time to move on. I don't know. I don't know. But here's what I do know. The starters are going to be all right, guys. I know a lot of people want to try to evaluate our new defensive coordinator based off of what they saw in preseason. I'm going to be the first one to tell you guys, don't waste your time doing that. He's going to install a couple new wrinkles, a couple new blitz packages and things like that. But he was a defensive coordinator that was hired solo. What I mean by that is he didn't come with a staff. He didn't bring a new linebackers coach. He didn't bring a new DB coach. He didn't bring a new 
defensive line coach. It was him and him alone. And what that means is that the 49ers like their defense so much that we don't want anything new installed except a couple of plays here or there. And that's why you don't allow Steve Wilkes to come in with a whole new team because there's no whole new system to install. So if you like last year's system, if you like three years before that when Robert Sala was here, you're likely going to appreciate what the 49ers bring to you this season, given the return of Nick Bosa. Okay? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we're going to see some big overhaul and scheme and plan with this defense. One man is not enough to install that many new packages in one short offseason. He was brought in here to work with the secondary, and we're seeing the benefits of that pay off. Ambry Thomas looks better. Diamador Lenore looks better. Samuel Womack looks better. The one guy that he brought in that everyone was pretty high on in, in Isaiah Oliver looks worse than what we expected. It means he's working good with the guys that were already here. I will take that. I'll take that. All right? Don't be too worried about the 49ers defense this year. The offense is going to be the offense. Kyle Shanahan is still here. All those skill players are still here. Brock Purdy is here with the quick release, quick reads. He's going to get the ball out of his hands on time. Don't panic, faithful. We're going to be just fine. It's just preseason. Peyton Manning went out and won two Super Bowls. And both of those preseasons in the Super Bowl years, he was 0-8. 0-4 each year. Cumulatively, it was 0-8. It means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Don't fret. We'll be fine. Okay? Let me get to these Super Chats. And then I am going home. I'm going home. I'm not messing with y'all. I don't know why y'all were so goofy and silly tonight. But y'all were over the top. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it at all. Y'all were on some other shit. Kid T. <laughs> uh, a lot of laughing emojis. Dog. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what part this was in reference to, but I'm glad you enjoyed the episode tonight. Sean Shepard. I told you it was John's pick. You're right. If I learned anything about tonight's presser, the remorse from John Lynch, the it's just another business move for Kyle Shanahan, the preparation of QB1, Kyle's new pick, and the absolute walk into the fire by QB2 and Sam Darnold, if I learned anything from all of that tonight, it was that Trey Lance was a pick by scouts and John Lynch and not Kyle Shanahan. I convinced myself of it tonight. No one will ever be able to tell me different. And by the way, up until tonight, I stood very, very firm in nobody's going to tell Kyle what quarterback should be running his offense. I stood firm in that up until this evening. Just want to let y'all know. All right. Philip Wilson says here, we're in rebuild mode, bro. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. 
you couldn't give me two reasons as to why we're in rebuild mode if you wanted to. You couldn't. You couldn't. I'll give you the two biggest reasons that you could possibly say, and then I'll debunk them. Nick Bosa's not here, and they got rid of a guy they traded up all the way to number three, four. They, he's gone. And here are those two ways to debunk that. Nick Bosa's not here, but he will be here. They're going to pay Nick Bosa. Simple, easy, not much worth discussing. Nick Bosa's going to get paid. Number two, Trey Lance isn't here, but who is here is the guy that won every single game he finished. You know who else is here? Trent Williams. Kyle Juszczyk. Christian McCaffrey. George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel. Fred Warner. Dre Greenlaw. Nick Bosa. Javon Hargrave. I almost said Javon. Javon Hargrave. Eric Armstead. Javarius Ward. All of those guys are still here. We are not in rebuild mode. Not right now. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. When some of those contracts expire when the money gets a little bit tighter, maybe then, but right now, today, this season, the Niners are the furthest from rebuild mode that they could possibly be in this moment right now, in this moment. So, Philip, I wasn't saying that to say that, hey, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about. I was saying all that to build some confidence in you. Don't let preseason change the way you feel. Don't let the reduction of one player change the way you feel about this team. He was never going to be the starter this year. Kyle and John were pretty adamant about that all offseason. He's a leader in the clubhouse and blah, 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 blah. He wasn't going to get another shot, barring injury, to, to Brock Purdy. Purdy was ahead of recovery time. He got back faster. He was healed 100%, and he is ready for week one, and we should be happy. The Niners are not in rebuild mode, faithful. John Lynch is sorry about how things played out with the third overall pick three years ago. But he's not here. And all the hating and crying and complaining is not going to bring him back. And you guys out there saying that you hope the Niners go 0-17, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I was a Niner fan way longer than three years. Trey Lance didn't do shit for me to sit here and say, I hope the Niners lose every game. I had a lot of fun on tonight's broadcast. A lot of fun. Probably more fun than I should have. Probably the most fun I've had doing a show here at Nothing But Niners. Right? But the truth is, the facts are, I am a Niners fan true and through. And one player is not going to make me change my mind on how I feel about this team. I will hope for 17-0 and a Super Bowl win every single season. I don't care which guy I wanted under center or at any other position. If he's not the guy, I'm going to hope that whoever is out there, balls. I hope that they're going to play their ass off. That's what I want to see. 
doesn't have to be my guy. It has to be the guy. And the guys wear this logo right here on their helmet. If you got that on, I'm cheering for you, bro. I'm cheering for you. I want to challenge you faithful out there, especially the ones all torn up and hurt by Trey Lance not being here. I'm going to challenge you guys. Reel it back in. It was four games you saw from this kid. It's not enough for you to turn your back on your franchise. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe some of you guys have a bigger alliance or allegiance to some things that I just don't quite understand. But I'm going to say this again, and then I'm getting out of here. I was a 49er fan long before Trey Lance got here, and I'm going to be a 49er fan long after his departure. That's the facts, and that's my truth. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for rocking out with us. I had a phenomenal time. You guys were a great audience. I love you guys. Sincerely, I appreciate you guys. Sincerely. And I'll see y'all soon, okay? Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. Nothing but niners.